Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Hi friends, welcome to eLaborate Topics. It is your weekly go-to podcast for leadership and technical strategies that will allow you to excel inside and outside of the laboratory. I am your host and leadership mentor for this episode, Tywana Wilson. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are in luck. We have over 115 episodes for you to check out get caught up and get those leadership and technical skills that you need. If you are a frequent flyer on this podcast, welcome back. Happy that you continue to listen week after week and more excited that you are sharing it with your laboratory friends. Interestingly enough, we recently had a laboratorian share with us that she hadn't listened to the podcast and she wasn't familiar with it at all, but she went to the ASCP annual meeting and she met a fellow laboratorian. It wasn't none of the co-hosts, but she got introduced to the podcast and now she's been binge listening to the podcast and getting caught up on it and been able to use some of the information that we have had in the episode. So kudos to her for listening to the podcast and she's shared it with her team. So you too can be an example just like her. And if you leave us a video testimonial or audio testimonial, we will highlight you on our social media channels. So that's incentive to keep listening and keep sharing. Myself, along with my co-hosts, Lona Small and Stephanie Whitehead, appreciate and value you as a listener and we thank you for supporting us along the journey. So let's jump into today's episode. So I have something that I feel will be very beneficial for you, especially if you are interviewing. So if you are getting ready for your next laboratory role, your next interview, today I'm going to give you seven questions you should ask in your next interview. I've sat in on a lot of interviews over my years of being in management, being in leadership, and I see a lot of different candidates. Some come with questions that they will ask. Many do not ask any questions, but I'm going to give you some critical questions that you should ask that's going to give you some insight into the laboratory and culture. Of course, you can ask the questions around uh, salary. You can ask the questions around benefits. You can ask the question about health insurance, all of those traditional questions uh, that you would ask when considering a new role. But these are questions that's going to give you some insight into your performance into the laboratory and your ability to be able to advance in that laboratory. So the first question, make sure you have your pen and paper so that you can jot down these questions. So the first question is, what does success look like for me in this role? That's a great question to ask the 
people that you are interviewing because if they can't tell you what success will look like for you in that role, how do you know if you're being successful or not? How do you know what targets to aim for? And so I've been in interviews before and the candidate have asked that question of like, what does success looks like for me? And sometimes there's an answer and sometimes there's not an answer. But when the hiring manager cannot give you an answer on what success looks like, that should be a red flag for you in that this may not be the right fit for you because there may not be targets or they are not aware of the targets that they want you to hit to be successful. So that is a, a good question to ask. And it doesn't matter your role, whether you are a medical laboratory scientist, if you are a phlebotomist, if you are a processor, or if you are an executive. Most importantly, if you are an executive, you definitely need to know what success looks like because you can't operate in a gray zone and then not know, you know, are you expecting me to you know, hire so many candidates or reduce the days to field time. What does that success look like? So that is a prime question for you to start asking your hiring managers. The second question is, what professional and career development opportunities do you have for both your frontline and management staff? So this is a great question if you are looking to develop in your career, grow in your career, and maybe grow within that organization. Ask them what kind of internal opportunities they have or external, because that will let you know if they are going to give you money into your own professional development or is the expectation for you to advance and grow in your career and some of these development opportunities could be paid trainings it could be them paying for your membership into one of the professional societies this could be for a leadership development program but it's a great question to ask. And what I have observed from being in a laboratory for nearly 20 years, and again, this is not an inclusive of the lab as a whole, but sometimes I see development opportunities available for management staff members, but not necessarily for the frontline team members, right? Or the development opportunities could be access to the CAP continuing education program, or it could be free webinars that vendors are providing. So it's a good question to ask if you are a frontline employee that's looking for development opportunities, such as a leadership development program, or you want to be able to participate in the certification program of asking that question you know, do they have these opportunities available and are they available to you in the role in which you are seeking? And if they have those opportunities and for managers, sometimes I have seen that managers don't get developed until they are in the role. And then at that point, they're struggling because they didn't have the tools and competencies to be successful. 
So when you ask that question about career and professional development, you are gaining an understanding of what the organization values in regards to your personal development. And that way you're already setting the expectation that you are serious about that and that's something that's important to you, which is why you asked about it in the interview. A third question that would be wise of you to ask as you are going through your interview process that you might not think about asking is, what is the career ladder for this role? And basically what you're getting to is what is the next step? So I know you have hired me for this medical laboratory scientist role one or medical laboratory scientist one role. What is the next step? Is that moving up to a two? Is that moving up to a three? Is that moving to lead lead tech? What is that next role? What is the next step? And when you ask questions like that, you are seeing if there's an opportunity for advancement for you there within that organization. And it's not limited to a frontline worker asking this question. You could also ask this if you are management level role, a supervisor, manager, or director. What is the next step? What does the career look like, career ladder look like for this role? Because You want to know if there's a ceiling at that particular organization. As you advance into management roles and director roles, there aren't as many opportunities available in the laboratory. So that's something to be aware of. If you go in as say a director level role and there is no next step, that means once you grow and perform that role and do that role with excellence, if there's no next step, it may appear that your next step may be outside of the organization. And that's a consideration that you have to make when you are deciding if you want to do that role or not. I was fortunate in one of my roles, I had a manager and in that interview process, and this was one of the reasons why I selected that particular organization to work for, but in that interview process, I asked the hiring manager, you know, where would they see me going in that role? And it was a, a, a director level role. I said, where would you see me going in this role in several years? And they were hiring for somebody that they could see that could perform two levels up. So not necessarily the role that I was interviewing for at that time, but where I could go, the potential that I had. And so at the director level, the next level could be VP or it could be uh, more of an executive role. And so that's the kind of questions you want to ask because you want to see what kind of foresight the hiring manager or the hiring leader has for you. Is this, we need you to fill this position and there's no next step, which means for you, you're going to feel like you're in a dead end role. And so asking these questions up front is going to help you have a fruitful, career that you're proud of and you can say you did your due diligence and it wouldn't be one of those cases where you feel like you've been in the role for three to four to five years and then there's no next step. So this will give you some insight into if there's potential next step uh, within that organization. 
So those are three questions that you can ask. So make sure you are asking these questions because like I said, I've been in numerous interviews and being on the hiring side, we are expecting you as the candidate to ask us questions. And when you don't have any questions, that's kind of a red flag for us is that it did everything we say made sense. It was everything crystal clear. And we know that sometimes it is not crystal clear and that there should be some questions that should be asked. The fourth question that you should have in your toolbox of questions to ask is describe the staff tenure within the team. Meaning, how long have the employees that are on this team, how long have they been here? How long have they been within the organization? Is this a fairly new team where everybody's new? Everybody's been here less than five years? Or is this a team where most of the people have been here for their entire career? This is the first and only lab that they work for. And these things do make a difference in perception. So if you are a person that maybe have worked for a few labs along your time, you've been in the industry for maybe five years and you go and you work with an organization and most of the people have been there for 15, 20 years in the same role, this can give you some idea on the opportunity for advancement, the opportunity for growth, the opportunity that there will be creativity, innovation, and new ideas in that environment. And so asking about staff tenure is important. And then if people haven't been around for a long period of time, for example, if most of the people on the team have been there, just say less than three years, you know, and this is not a new organization, what's happening where most of the people are relatively new? Was there a mass exodus where people decided to leave? Did people retire? And there were nobody where they could get those positions filled. Is this an organization that tends to have a revolving door? So asking questions around staff tenure within the organization, and then you can actually take it a step further and ask about staff tenure on your team, on your shift, right? Because sometimes we have shifts that may be problematic where the person who has been on that shift the longest maybe only been there a year, right? And so this is important for you coming along that team as to know where you might be able to get a, a sense of wisdom and wealth if a lot of people on the team are new or they it's a revolving door. You can ask about the percentage of temporary staff that's working. Do you have travelers that's taken up most of the position? All of these are important for you as the potential new employee to gain an understanding before you walk into the door of that particular organization. So understanding the tenure, ask about the ten tenure of the manager, especially if that's a role that you desire. How long has the manager been there and been in that particular role? If they have been there for five years, 10 years, 20 years, sometimes you can gain insight into, well, is are they going to be leaving that role anytime soon, 
right? So sometimes there are clues that you can pick up on before you even commit to saying yes to that organization. Remember, as the person that's interviewing for that job, you have the power you have more power than you realize you do. And so there are opportunities within the laboratory industry. So do yourself a favor and do your due diligence on asking some of these questions so that you don't get take a role that you didn't ask some of these questions. And now 90 days in, you feel like it's the worst career decision that you have made. The fifth question that I see that laboratorians don't always ask is asking the hiring manager or team in their words to describe the company's culture to you so that you can understand if it's something that's in alignment with your core, with your core values. And Lona talks about your core and your core values quite a bit. And so understanding if the company's culture is in alignment with that. Is the company's culture that everybody picks up extra shifts no matter what? That might not be in alignment with you if you have other responsibilities and commitments that may not allow you to pick up extra shifts and work overtime on a consistent basis. Is the company's culture that they get together outside of work for activities? That could or could not be in alignment with who you are as a person. And so that makes a difference. I know at one organization that I worked at some time ago, on one of the shifts, the culture of that shift would be they would all go and eat lunch together and they were very social and that was a big part. And so when they had some employees or colleagues that were more introverts or loners and just really wanted to come and do their job and really not eat lunch with anybody, then they were perceived as an outcast and they had issues acclimating to that team because those that culture of that belonging and going to lunch and hanging out was not something that they were interested in. So these are things that you won't find on a job description. So these are questions you have to ask to get some insight to allow you to make the best decision possible for you and for the longevity of your career. Finding out the company's culture as a whole, as well as with your shift or your team and, and seeing if that's in, ali in alignment with who you are. The other question that you should put in your toolbox is how long has this position been posted or vacant? So that's a great question too. Has this position been vacant for a year or has it been vacant for six months or has it been vacant, you know, since last week? And so asking that question of how long it's been vacant will give you some insight as well. So has it been vacant? because it's a hard to fill position and people are not interested in working that at that particular location or it could be that particular shift. So this will give you some insight into, okay, this position has been vacant for a year. And so what does that mean? Does that mean that people don't wanna work for this organization? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Does it mean that 
maybe it's the the benefits or salary or something uh, that's HR related or not attractive? Maybe, maybe not. Does it mean that there's no career advancement potential? Maybe, maybe not. So you have to ask these questions so that you can understand the culture and listen very closely to what the hiring team says, because they say more, look at what they say, take, and pay attention to their body language because that's gonna give you some insight. Again, we are those medical detectives, right? So when it comes to interviewing for a new organization, you have to be the detective in understanding what if this is gonna be a good fit and if these puzzle pieces and these clues lead way to an opportunity that's gonna work on your behalf. So I asked him the question about how long has the position been posted, been vacant, been available. And, and then I would ask them as a follow up question, if it's been open for a long period of time, why do you think this position has been? I would ask the hiring team, why do you think this position has been open for this long of a time? And I would see what their response is to that question again. You asking questions and understanding the organization is you doing your due diligence so that you can make an informed decision about your potential next steps in your career. This seventh question kind of goes along with what does success look like for me, but it's a little bit different spin on that question. And it's what are the expectations for my role? as a medical laboratory professional in the in this lab. So what are the expectations for my role as a medical laboratory scientist? What are the expectations for my role as the manager for chemistry or hematology? What is the expectations of my role as a member of the sales team? What are the expectations of my role as a pathologist? What are the expectations of my role as a phlebotomist in this laboratory? Because just because the title is consistent with what you might see in other laboratories doesn't mean that the role is the same. Because we've seen this with you know, technical specialists, lead techs, supervisors, roles like that, or even though you would think they were consistent across organizations, they're not always consistent with the responsibilities and the expectation across those titles. So understanding what that organization feels is the expectations. Do they expect for you to work overtime? Do they expect for you to work three to four holidays out of the year? Do they expect for you to be available on call? Do they expect for you to work as a generalist in hematology, chemistry, and blood bank? Do they expect for you to train new team members? Is the expectation that you mentor students? These are all things that are important for you to clarify up front. The reason you want to clarify, because if you know that you are not a good trainer, you're not a good mentor, you're not good with working with the students, but that's an expectation of the role, that might not be a good fit for you. 
And so clarifying up front what those expectations are will set you up for success on whether that's a role that you want to take or not. If it's a, a supervisor or management role and the expectation of that role is that you're on the bench for 40 or 50 percent of the time then that's something that you have to understand that you're on the bench for 40 to 50 percent of your time but the expectation is you still get your administrative work completed and that expectation could mean that you're taking work home to get completed Right. So these are questions that you want to ask up front of what are the expectations of the role in this laboratory? And if you're part of a larger system and you have a medical laboratory scientist role at one location, don't assume that the role and responsibility and expectation at another location will be identical. So those are things to consider, too, is is this a role? that is in alignment with where you see yourself in the next year, in the next three years, in the next five years or so. So understanding the expectations for the role. So I hope this has been helpful for you. These are not all inclusive questions. Of course, you will want to ask your technical specific questions. And then you do have your, you know, what is compensation, you know, those questions. But the questions I gave you are questions that I don't hear asked a lot, but they have a major impact on your ability to thrive within the organization. So I wanted to bring that to your forefront and to your mental state of are there additional questions I should ask? You are interviewing the organization just like they are interviewing you. So take these seven questions. And even if you only ask a few of these questions, I guarantee you it will give you some insight that you didn't have into the organization. It'll give you some insight into the leadership or the management of the team and how they answer these questions, how they, the answers that they give you, if you catch them off guard with some of these questions, that will give you some insight so that you don't take the opportunity and then you're like, man, there's no career development opportunities here for me, or I have to be a manager to get career opportunities, or I've worked my butt off during this probationary period and I don't know if I'm being successful or not. Right. So these are questions for you to ask to gain insight as to what the culture might look like when you get there and how do they feel about you progressing within the organization. So what does success look like for you in the role? What professional career development opportunities do they have for both frontline and management staff? What is the career ladder for this role, i.e. what is the next step? Describe the staff tenure within this team, within this organization, and even within the shift as appropriate. So you have to figure out if, if you are working, if your department only operates on first shift, then the shift question part, second part doesn't really matter. Describe the company's culture in your words. What does that mean? Uh, from the hiring team or manager. How long has this position been posted? 
So has it been open for six months, 12 months and posted open vacant? Any of those? What are the expectations for my role as a medical laboratory professional in this particular organization and laboratory? And you can sub out medical laboratory professional with your specific title, medical laboratory scientist, phlebotomist, processor, uh, client services, transport, transportation specialist, courier, sales manager, whatever the case may be. And then I have one last bonus, bonus question that I just thought about would be to ask the hiring manager what has been their journey within the organization. Can they talk you through, you know, their path, their career path within that organization? Not necessarily their career path in general, but within that organization. So did they come in as manager from the outside? Did they get promoted from within? Did they start off on the front line and go from front line to lead tech to manager? Because sometimes that also gives you clues into the organization's uh, hiring practices and promotion practices. Is the expectation that you be front line and then maybe lead tech and then manager Or do you have to be a lead in order to be a manager? Or do they hire a lot of people externally to fill management level roles? So that would be a question for the hiring manager as well to ask them about their journey within the organization. And, you know, what percentage of people are promoted into advanced leadership roles from within the organization versus external? Because again, that gives you insight into, are they gonna promote from within or would they be hiring from outside of the laboratory? So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Elaborate Topics. I hope that these questions are beneficial for you in your next interview. If so, drop us a line, leave us a review and let us know what was instrumental for you in your interview. Did you use any of these questions? Did any of them give you some insight that you wasn't expecting to get? We would love to hear from you and and hear your story so you can reach out to any of the co-hosts. We are all on LinkedIn, Twitter. We also have the Elaborate Topics group so on LinkedIn, so you can go and leave your insight there and share this out. Share this podcast out with anybody inside or outside of the laboratory that could benefit from this information. Thank you so much for tuning in and check us out next week where we have another awesome topic and more amazing laboratory professionals that we will be highlighting. Thank you and have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics, where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.